0: Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000.
1: Well, momentum is going to carry us back into the White Sox. We'll end up talking about the Bears in just a bit, Brian. <laughs> the phone calls are hot. I'm, I'm worked up over it. You're worked up over it. And you're a Cub fan. I mean, this is this is just underachievement. And what do we do from here? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So many issues. Can't can't really rely on the injury thing anymore. I know we're missing Ta. I know we're missing Aloy. We could be dealing with Mankata playing hurt. We don't know, but we do know that he has not played up to his potential. Uh, have we seen what we thought we would see from AJ Pollock? No. Have we seen? He's a good two-
2: quote though, isn't he? he, he I, I, every game, boy. You know, we just got to keep sticking to it. No one's quitting in here, and we. You know, we just got to keep grinding and uh, good things will happen. I mean, it, it's great. You know, how about you contribute on the field as much as Just Yeah,
1: team? just start doing it. Uh, look, he certainly hasn't been a liability, but has he played up to his expectations? No. Josh Harrison thought that that was a decent signing. Decent. Not mm. a home run. Decent. You know, that has turned out not to be the case at all. It seems like people come here and put on this uniform and something happens and it's hey, not hey. good.
2: Thank the good Lord that Jose Abreu has got a 12-game hit streak and yes. starting to try and, 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 and that's
1: And look, he he is our quiet leader. I know people say T.A. is the leader, but I, I always maintain that uh, Abreu is the quiet leader. And I, I uh, we can't hold him responsible for getting everybody else. To play it to takes their potential, but he one guy. right, but he is thankfully. We're going to the phones here 312-332-3776. Charlie in Oakbrook wants to jump on. It's Hanley and Xander on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Charlie, what's up?
0: Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. <clears throat> listen, uh, real quick question. Uh, get your opinion, and then I'll get off the phone and listen to the radio. But uh, I, uh, certainly as when you got the leader, whether it's the president of the United States or leader of a baseball team or other sports team, the buck stops with the boss. The buck yep. stops with the manager, the coach, the whoever. Why is there not more commentary? Why is there not more scrutiny paid, played against uh, Ethan Katz or um, the batting coach? I mean, I don't even know who, what the batting coach's name is. Uh, Mendicino. I mean, why, why? Why aren't uh, they being more scrutinized? Maybe they should be fired. Um, you know, of course, I understand. Uh, Tony is the leader. He's the one that's supposed to uh, strategize and put together the team and and make moves—not uh, trade moves, but moves during a game. Mm-hmm. But it seems it seems as though that the pitching coach is certainly not doing his job because the pitching is questionable sometimes, and certainly the batting coach, the hitting coach. Well, and and you
1: bring up a good point, Charlie. Last night on the broadcast, Gordon Beckham was talking about Frank Mendicino, the hitting coach, Mm -hmm. and he talked about his experience. Obviously, he played for the White Sox, and he's had experience with hitting coaches for the White Sox and many different teams. And he said, ultimately, the hitting coach can't get up to bat and hit. It's up to the players. And he made a good point. So I, you know, I don't know if an adjustment uh, for a pitching coach or a, a batting coach would be more of a uh, just kind of a, a, a token uh, move, or if it would bring real change.
2: Well, well and you know, that's right, I'm sorry. It, okay, but okay, you fire the the batting coach. I, I mean, is it a philosophical approach? And when you get when you get veteran guys too, now does the, the does a do you make them go talk to the hitting coach or do they have to do that on their own? I mean, that there are different approaches, right? Some guys, some coaches are, are the late, you know, stay back until the player wants to come and get help. Other teams are saying, you know, Hey, you're scuffling big time. The numbers are terrible. You're going to spend extra time in the cage. You're going to watch more video. You're going to be, you know, have a tutor pretty much. Um, a lot of veteran guys don't want want to hear that. So I'm not sure inside that clubhouse or inside that organization, how, it's handled, and and I'm sure it's handled differently for different players, but you know it's whether it's that you're firing Mendekino or or you're making a bigger move of Tony Larusa, or at some point does Rickon have to answer some questions about uh, about this team? I don't know, but something's got to change because 50 games in, the only thing that, that that changed is your position in the division, and it's going the wrong way. And Charlie,
1: also, the fact is. We had the same hitting coach last year, and obviously last year and this year are two different things. Many of the same players. So, uh, yeah, you know what? You bring up a good point. Thank you for the call. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I just don't know what that would yield. At this point, and and you're well. right, Brian. How do how are they using Frank Medicino? We we think that Ethan Katz is very hands on, and you could argue that the starting pitching has been pretty pretty good, pretty solid, it, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Now Lucas Giolito is maybe taking a little step back, okay, but we've got dude. a Dylan Cease, we've got Kopech. They both have had recent. Rough outings, but every pitcher is going to have a rough hey, outing from time to time.
2: At, I mean, you want to look at Marcus Stroman, right? He, he was doing well for a stretch of three or four starts, but he's got a five-plus ERA, and he had his career worst outing yesterday. Right. I mean, it happens. Yes, it the does. course of 162, any pitcher, you know, not named Bob Gibson or, or you know, uh, back in the day, I mean, they, you will have hiccups. You will have stretches of two or three outings where you're not doing nearly – you, you won't be Dallas Keuchel bad. But Hopefully. the point the point is this: this is not about the, the, the. You can go look at a handful of games and say lost they lost because of the bullpen or their starting pitching, and mm-hmm. the the kid came up and you know dug too big but a hole. But the other
1: parts of your game have to be better to overcompensate for those
2: failures, and we don't have, have scored, that ability to do the, that right now. The Cubs, the no name Cubs, have scored two hundred and thirty two runs this year, and I think they played three or four more games. The White Sox have scored one hundred and eighty one. The, the rebuilding Cubs—that is with, really sobering and frightening, isn't it? I mean, Ugh. you're talking about a, a who's who. I think Steve Greenberg keeps writing it's a who's who of who on the Cubs, right? The, short of Wilson Contreras, you know, and a couple other guys, you don't know who these guys are. You're just learning to get to know, you know, some of some of the prospects. But offensively, they can hit home runs, and it's not even Sayo Suzuki anymore. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's Schwindel doing it again. It's Patrick Wisdom, you know. But these guys aren't going to be a, a, a core core pieces to a championship team. But for what they are, they can still poke put the ball in the bleachers and put some runs up. You know, my system of fading the Cubs when they jump to an early lead, and I immediately go to my sportsbook app and and bet the you know like yesterday the Cubs jumped to what four nothing lead three nothing lead, I immediately bet the Cardinals on the money line. And, you know, it, so it works pretty well. It's a pretty good <laughs> system.
1: Wow. You do have it down. We've got Ron on the south side wants to jump in. Hey, Ron, you're on ESPN 1000.
3: Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Zen. Hey, Brian. Hey, Ron. How are you doing? Hey, man? hey. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Hey, real, real quick. And y'all, you know, when I talk, uh, when I was calling, it was the
2: same
3: South Side, Ron. It was the same and coach last year when the White Sox when the top third. Yep. Uh, yeah. As far as taking, as far as taking, uh, Walks, well, you know um same thing about the pitching coach It's the same pitchy coach that people were singing his praise um last year that's a, that's one exactly right what has really changed uh, right but see if you I, i'm looking right at the paper the, the guys with the, the two i know people don't always pay uh attention to bad average the two words bad average Johan Mancata, mm-hmm.
4: 143
3: Grandal. 162. what one, okay so what yeah. are we talking about so you fire certainly, I, I'm Tony. As and you can always question uh, management, particularly relative to uh, pitches. But the biggest problem with this team is the offense. Okay, you fire Tony. Then what? Then what? Who do you replace him with? And again, I, I'm not saying that he he should. The call mentioned mention accountability. At the end of the day, the players need to be held accountable, though, guys. They're Isn't the that ones that are oh, playing the game, Ron. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Brian, you mentioned it. Rick Hart, um gavin sheets, this is what I say when they oh, were saying, well we got we have ample players in depth. to me when you have three or four, guess what you don't have one that means you don't have one good one amen uh the second base situation, yeah, you took a gamble uh or oh, you you lost yes you it don't did. have a so so again a, a lot of those things and Aloy, him to me, I think he's just going to be an injury-prone player. But the biggest disappointment, guys, to me, the represents really where this White Sox situation is, is Johan Mancata. Two years ago, they were projecting Johan Mancata to be uh, MVP candidate, five-two yeah. player. Mm-hmm. So again, we can go deal. down. Yeah. yeah, we can go down the whole list. Of these players who are not performing, and you're not going to bring a manager in and come in with some rah rah rah, and they're going to if they don't have it in it themselves to perform. No manager is going may make a difference of a couple of games. Thanks, guys. Enjoy
1: the show. Thanks,
2: Ryan. Always appreciate. Yeah, yeah he
1: he. That. Look, he's got great points. Who do you bring in? I mean, that's the million dollar question. And the the accountability does fall on the players. I, I I don't care. You, you know, the game is the game is the game. He can put a lineup together, but when you get the call to be in the lineup, you have to play your best. Yeah, you know, the the mistakes that have been made, we can't see repeated. Hopefully we will not see that Mendic issue. Although I will say that uh, Reese McGuire... If he would have run through, he might have made it home by the time that play unfolded at second back on Tuesday. I mean, you know, inside a week, there's so much to talk about with the White Sox. It's almost overload when we get here on a Saturday, Brian.
2: Yeah, it really is. And it's not not in a good way. No, I mean, a third away through the season, we thought we'd be talking about, you know, how good is this team? And, you know, once they get fully healthy, you know, can they make a, a run at the World Series? Right now, yeah, I mean, as we sit here today and I know it's a long season and it's a marathon and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: but every time we say that, it is a week further into the season and yeah. that's gonna run out at some point and it's starting to look a little
2: dicey. No doubt, no doubt. And and you know, it's again, I mean, if if people truly believe that the GM has his hands strung by, by Kenny Williams, who's we don't see it, you know anymore, but he's still there, and by certainly Jerry Reinsdorf not only with the manager, I'm just talking about what he would, you know, I, I mean, he. everyone saw that Dallas Keuchel had a go, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what do you do about second base? Yohan Mankata was the centerpiece of that Chris Sale deal. It's not been good enough, nearly consistently enough, and and by the way, the, the guy they asked for in the Red Sox said, no, uh, Andrew an Attendee is going to be traded by Kansas City at some point. Um, they won't be trading in the division of the White Sox, but You know, they settled for Mankata because the Red Sox said try again, you know, instead of pushing that and and getting the guy they actually wanted in that deal. Mankata looks the part. I mean, good Lord, it looks like, you know, you could uh, out of central casting if you're making a baseball movie. But those numbers are bleak.
1: They are. And every time he seems to, you know, get into another level, it's not sustained. He gets injured. Uh, same thing with Aloy. So we really don't know who we have in those two players right now. And these are the players that were heralded as the youth, the big cornerstones of yep. the next of the next run at the World Series. We're going to continue to take your calls on the White Sox here on ESPN 1000 after we take a break. Owens on hold, and we've got some other calls to get to. It's Hanley and Xander, and uh, we want to know what, uh, we've got that Twitter poll that we'll recap when we come back, and we want to take your calls on this. What's the big move that they have to make at this point? And uh, if, if you're not worried, talk us off the ledge. We'd appreciate it. It's ESPN 1000.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000.
4: Brian Hanley, Mark
1: Sander, ESPN 1000 in the First Midwest Bank studio. On a Saturday, talking White Sox, the phones are loaded. Brian, we've got Wes in Orland Park wants to jump in. Hey, good morning, Wes.
5: What up? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? It's it's good. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Everybody's burying Tony LaRusso. I know he's old. He knows the game. I think he ought to pick two people to come in and advise. One is Dave Duncan, and the second is Mark McGuire.
1: Interesting, so uh, so Dave would, well, uh, uh, he would yeah, yeah yeah Dave would come in talk to Ethan Katz and McGuire would co- come in and talk to Mendikino. Wow, that that's wow. That's no, like...
0: I, I I
5: really do. I think they can tweak. They come in for two, three weeks, four weeks, and I think they can tweak not only the pitching but the hitting. Will Mark bring the Flintstone vitamins?
2: <laughs> uh, he probably would. Yeah, and and I thought you were going to say Bill Polian can also come in. Yeah, consult. well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure Bill could help out somehow.
2: <laughs> I'm not he,
1: sure how. He, know, he knows. Thanks, Wes, for Chicago the phone call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know um, that's a uh, look. That's that's interesting.
2: I, yeah, look, outside uh, the box thinking. Yeah, uh, uh, very
1: much so. Uh, yeah. You know, do you have somebody come in? That, you know every business has consultants. Do you have somebody come in to consult the consultants? you know what what needs to be
2: done? Maybe a Jason Hayward locker room speech couple oh. of those? Oh, he got rain delay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he's Again,
1: we're not paying for that, and we'll he's, do it on Zoom. We're not letting him in
2: the clubhouse. He's available if you want to. Yeah, I know he's available. A, That's the problem. We'll up the, the year and a half left on that. Uh, yeah, no, contract. no, no, Knock no. no, no. Yeah.
1: Get him a Starbucks gift card. Yeah. For a Zoom session.
2: I will say this. You know, so MLB.com has a story today about, you know, who, who's most likely to be traded uh, by the August 2nd deadline. Mm-hmm. And right out of the box, it's Wilson Contreras. And, and And one unnamed baseball executive said he was very surprised that he hasn't been moved yet, and certainly in the offseason, but we know he's in arbitration. We know he's trying not to talk about his situation because you know as a Wilson Contreras fan I appreciate he said he learned last year from Chris Bryant and Rizzo and Javi he didn't name which ones or any of or all of them but the the talk in the clubhouse was all about them yes yes he learned that that's impressive and he but the thing is this baseball executive said it will be a, a stunner of all stunners if if Contreras isn't moved by the trade deadline um you know, so Rickon, if if you need to upgrade in our our Twitter poll is I sure. want
1: him on the south side in the yeah, baddest way. You? yes,
2: yeah. and, and yes. you know what? What's the most? Uh, what's the, the biggest upgrade you need? Second uh, catcher, second base. Third base or manager. Well, Jesse, were call.
1: here. He would tell you a left hand bat, which which I don't disagree with because okay. we have uh, Lauri Garcia switch hitter. Eh. Tony,
2: Tony
1: okay. loves Laurie. Yeah, no, yeah I mean, well, Netflix. and that's the that's the problem, Brian. That's we our all, Netflix we, uh, we, TV series. Right? <laughs> yeah, Tony loves Laury. Yes, that is, that's off season. We're we're letting the baseball season play out. Then you have Moncada switch hitter. Eh. Again, yeah. we have Grandal switch hitter. Eh. Yeah. You know, so these are mediocre left handed options. We've got Sheets, and uh, uh, we have, uh, and and you know what? He's a young player, and certainly certainly the jury is not uh, totally out on him no, yet. No, but
2: a few weeks ago, it was like, hey, everyone's barreling the ball, and it's just not falling where it should. Right. And everything's going to be fine because the approach is great. Well, here we are. I have to say again, they've scored 181 runs. Okay, the, the Cubs have scored 232. Absolutely
1: hurts. All right, Nick is in. Uh, he's in the mid. Well, he's in the Midway neighborhood, I guess. Discussing the hitting coach with us on ESPN 1000. Hey, Nick. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. What's up, buddy? How are you? I love your show.
5: You guys are great.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, you want to talk about Frank Meditino?
5: I do. You know what I? I just think you know. I know they're they're not as paid as the head coaches, and I know all the questions about uh, the players going up to the. Do they have to go up to them, or they go up to them? And you know, it's it's the whole prima donna thing. I just think Tony's got his hands full, and the hitting coach is still a job. How do I just don't understand the approach? Like, how do you not go up to guys? It's like. They have no idea what the situation is. Less than two outs, runners in scoring position. I mean, you ask any anybody in the minor leagues or anyone that played college ball, to get people out of the slope, maybe get people in motion, a little more small ball, maybe hitting and running. Mm-hmm. We have so many players that cannot hit to the opposite side of the field, shift or not. And I'm watching guys, I just think, in my opinion, They want to stay in the major leagues, and they're just worried about their own stats. And how many times you're going to watch the rollover ground ball with, you know, and these lefty hitters that we keep talking about? All the experiments from Adam Dunn and Leroy. I mean, we have a whole career of guys. Oh, Adam Dunn!
1: Oh my God, uh, Yasmani's having an Adam Dunn like year. I it's
5: terrible. It is. And you know what? I I don't understand. I don't get the urgency. But you know, maybe a little something. I mean, you're grasping at straws and we're waiting for the witch doctor to walk up. How about walking up to somebody and say, hey, know the situation. we got less than two outs. How are we leaving guys on base? You're looking for a fly ball. Push the ball over. Maybe not be so selfish, and that's all. That's what I call it. I, I call it selfish hitting. You're worried about your average. You're worried about staying in the major leagues. You want to be a part of this team, but I don't know. I mean, a little hitting and running gets you thinking more about your teammate. Moving the guy over, putting the bat on the ball, and uh, uh, being more of a team player, maybe you push some of these guys out of a slump. The only other thing I do want to talk about, and I'll listen to your response. Yep. Guys, um, like say Tony La Russa, I don't know how much you can blame Tony La Russa, He's got a bag. He's got a bag of players that are not major league players. Half of them, we're, we're hoping for this rebuild that we did a while ago to come true. I think we went very cheap. And we were had our fingers crossed the entire time uh, with, with the, the Garcia signing and the Harrison signing. I don't know. It's just like to keep the interest of a fan to come in and spend yeah. your money. And you know how much how much do you want to win? I mean, we're hurt up and down this this lineup, and I just think. Now's the time if you want to bring up that Yalbert Sanchez or maybe get a few more young yeah, guys. Yeah, you, and- you make
1: a good point, Nick. Thank you for the phone call. Yes, Sanchez, I, I would love to see them just bring him up and just say, Harrison, either DFA him or sit him down. Lauri, I don't complain about him, uh, him being signed. Honestly, Brian, I complain that he's being used he's so much. Used. Exactly,
2: right.
1: And, and now we have to use him because T.A.'s out. Burger, we haven't mentioned him yet. I think he has been a bright spot. He's a young guy from AAA that we're leaning on. Bring up Sanchez. Send, send a message to some of these uh, the veterans was, that, you know, look, the youth is here. Either play up to your potential or, you know what, you
2: don't have a future here. I was a little concerned, Mark, that when he brought up Adam Dunn, you we were going to we were gonna get, have to get smelling salts. <laughs> I, I, oh, my God. And then and then when he went slump buster, I was worried that he was going with that. Uh, But maybe, maybe Tony needs to call like a theme trip, a onesie trip, or the skinny suit trip. The Joe Madden. Oh yeah, the Joe Madden uh, playbook. Simon, the magician, in the clubhouse. You know, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe he needs. Yeah, I can't see Tony doing that. But you know, whatever works. Owen and Don, they're on the line.
1: We are going to get to you when we come back here on ESPN One Thousand, talking White Sox. What do we need to do? And uh, today is, uh, before we get out of here at 11, today is an interesting day in uh, White Sox history.
2: It's
5: Day. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. No, no, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah.
1: And uh, Oh, and uh, Don, who is on hold, wants to talk about trade deadline thoughts for the Cubs. So we'll be talking Cubs when, when we come back, too. And, and again, before 11, we will uh, recount what happened on this day 50 years ago on the south side. It's a cool story. It's Xander and Hanley. This is ESPN 1000. We'll be right back.
0: ESPN 1000 Chicago's home for sports oh, Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000 86 pitches in this game so far so you know he's getting a little tired and the changeup was a little easier to read but he might reach back for a little extra against this guy
5: Abreu launches
0: deep left center it's gonna go what was that he tried to reach back. He didn't have it. He's, he's, he's just not as
5: dynamic, and it was noticeable now on three pitches here in this inning. Oh, wait a minute. We found a highlight. Brian? Had
1: him on the rope. Ah, oh, Jake, thank you. Jake has been working for like a couple hours trying to find that one. Actually, that was a bright spot in the game last night. Sox and... Uh, Rays? Yeah, yeah, Sox and raise. Rays, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm Rays Jays. I mean, it's all just uh, just a blur of losing how about, how about and, and tough baseball to watch. The
2: Rays, the announced attendance was 8,900 and change. I, I, that amazing I, every time their attendance is horrible, and they keep talking about building. Uh, you know, that stadium was built for the White Sox. By the way, you know, when when Jerry was threatening to move, uh, Eddie and Jerry were moving the team and. Jim Thompson was governor and he stopped the clock. The It hadn't passed by midnight. It was passed after midnight. Um, but, yeah, I, and I went down there shortly thereafter, after they opened up that godforsaken dome. DePaul was playing some basketball tournament down there, not the NCAA tournament. It was like a seven-up shootout or something like that. Um, but to so keep thinking that the White Sox could have moved down there and baseball's a rumor, Um in that in that city is unbelievable i mean yeah they, I, for, they put, I forgot all about that they put good they put good
1: teams out and and they yeah. do and they don't have well they can't afford to have a big payroll because nobody shows up but yeah. they still have the skill to be able to put the uh put the team together which they should hold a clinic and ownership from both sides of town here should attend
2: yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, teams like St. Louis and Tampa, they just, you know, they, they don't take losing uh, for granted. They, they, no. They don't say, yeah, well, They do
1: it, it. They work smarter, not harder, and, well, and, and not necessarily and look, throwing money away.
2: Well, the Cubs are drawing the—you know, they'll, they'll sell out today, probably a doubleheader with Cardinals in town, a lot of St. Louis fans yeah, up there. Sure. But sure. But even during the week, now that schools are out, they're averaging 30,000, 31,000. Their payroll's down to 148 million. It's the best of all worlds for the Ricketts family. Well, they're yeah, if they're money. just
1: looking at the margin and not worried yeah. about fielding a winning baseball team, yeah, it's a good business model.
2: They're saving 100 plus million on on the payroll, and then 31,000 buying beer and, and overpriced uh, souvenirs and concessions will work just fine. Thank and you staying at much. the Zachary, a fifteen hundred dollars for two nights stay, over I mean, fifteen hundred. Yep. yep, for two nights. Yep. Yep.
1: Owen from Willowbrook wants to jump on and talk about uh, Rick Hahn and the White Sox. You're on with Hanley and Xander. What's up, Owen?
4: Hey, guys. Great show. Um, you guys mentioned Hahn, and I, I actually put this on him and maybe a little bit on Williams, too, because those guys and their profile, they've always gone after free swingers. I gave him credit when, he, when they drafted Madrigal because Madrigal, if you think about last year, at the first half of the year, he was getting on base two or three times a game mm-hmm. with Anderson, and they were they were winning without hitting home runs. They lose him. What do they do? They trade him for a washed up reliever, Collins, a first round draft pick is gone. We go out and get Yasmani Grandel, who the guy said he reminds me of Adam Dunn behind the plate. Um, you 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 basically have told fans, don't worry, we're going to go out and spend money. For five years, while we tanks. And who did they sign? Harrison and Garcia. They could have gone after Bryant. They could have gone after Trevor Story. Last year when Madrigal gets hurt, they couldn't pull the trigger on Adam Frazier. San Diego picked up Adam Frazier for two minor leaguers and a journeyman. Um, now, maybe those guys aren't hitting great. But all I'm saying is I put it on Han. I don't think the guy's great at evaluating talent. The one guy I give him credit for is Vaughn. And Robert, those guys are studs, and they're going to be good ball players for a long time. But for them to go out and just get three swingers, you you saw in the playoffs last year. They have guys that do not grind against tough pitching. They have guys that don't get on base against tough pitching. Their offense disappeared. They've been under five hundred not just this year since the All Star break of last right. year. Yeah, it it and, has and, been. And, a... the, and the kid, and the kid we got from the Cubs, that Jimenez. Gets hurt all the time, and he isn't what he's supposed to be. The kid, maybe it's because he's been hurt, but this kid, this kid for average, he was a bust last year when he came back. And I'm telling you, I put this stuff on Han, and it's time to clean house with him and Williams. And I'll always be grateful for those guys getting us to 2005. But even Williams, when he when he saw we won in 2005, and I love Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey's a great guy. He broke that chemistry up and didn't sign Rowan. And we struggled in center field for years. Those guys love free swingers. They love guys that hit the ball out of the park. And if you look at most most uh, pitchers today, they love facing free swingers in a tough spot. Yeah, they do. guys that put the bat on the ball. Yeah. And I, and I put it strictly on Han.
1: Thanks, Owen. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah you know what? Um, <clears throat> we don't know to what degree Han's hands are tied. Did he want Trevor Story And he was prevented from making an offer to Trevor Story. We we don't know that. Look, I mean, Trevor Story, after we saw what he did to us, you know, we had a slow start with the Red Sox. And then all of a sudden he just caught on. It's like, oh, my God, we could have
2: had that. Well, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's out of the altitude. He's not going to be anything. And, oh, I you know, know. What would be? Us? But, but you know, that again, you know, our caller seems to be in a minority because on Twitter, it was like, oh, Rick Hahn can't do anything he'd like to do. He could he could fix start fixing this thing if he was just left to his own devices. And, you know. But but Jerry and Kenny are the ones telling him nope nope no. Yeah, we and minutes. we
1: really we really don't know, and we can assume because of who is managing the baseball team that he does have to answer to somebody. He doesn't have complete autonomy.
2: Well, I mean, it, does AK uh, because Michael Reinsdorf is running the Bulls is it a different dynamic because Michael, you know, we, we played those cuts weeks ago where he said I knew I was hiring a smart guy and well, I don't. And, and I'd let him do what he's yeah. supposed to do. Yeah.
1: And and it isn't see to me, that's the only way. If you're a team owner, you have the money. You don't necessarily have the smarts to put see, a team together. Hire the McCaskey's. right people and let them
2: do their job. Yeah, hey. The best the best thing that Tom Ricketts ever did other than talk his dad into uh, giving him the money to buy the Cubs he's he hiring him. Theo. That's actually right. That's I mean right. and Theo Theo, you know, probably ran stuff by Tom, but he didn't take no for an answer if he really wanted to do it, something.
1: And I mean, and that's the position. Sometimes you have to fight yep. for your right to party. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, Don in Burridge wants to talk about the Cubs. Hey, Don, welcome into ESPN One Thousand.
6: Love the show. Hey, I got some uh, some trade thoughts dealing with the Cubs. Cubs keeps on talking about yeah, we're going to spend money and contend. Well, the biggest issue I see with the Cubs is pitching. I I, I know it, it would be a little bit early to start on uh, going after people, but if I was a Cubs. I would spend some of the, uh, the minor league talent to go after Montas and Molly from Cincinnati. And pitching wins championships. The Cubs have one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. I would also try to trade Contreras to the Toronto Blue Jays. No, White Sox. I would, what's that? White Sox. White we'll, Sox? Take, no. we'll
2: take Dylan Cease back.
6: No. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, but I, I, I would trade Contreras to Toronto for Jansen, the catcher, and I would ask for Nate Pearson um, one thing that, that I would also do is any of the young stud pitchers for the last couple of years that throw 97 up that haven't performed, go after them. Get them very cheap. On the, on the south side, I would be targeting Kettle Marte for second base. I know that uh, Arizona has talked about moving them, and uh, Berger would be the, the top person I would throw in on that trade to help out. Uh, the, the caller earlier said something about free swingers. The two biggest issues with the Sox is their defense is horrible, mm-hmm. and they, and nobody can take a walk. I mean, Tim Anderson, for how many years? 17 walks. Yeah, he's hitting 320, but he's got a 340 on-base percentage with yep. that 320 average. Roberts, for these 25 walks a year, they can't get on-base. So... He, Well, look, look, they,
1: well, I, I, but I will say this, Don, when they do get on base, can't get them in. They can't can't get them in. So they They do get on base. They just can't get them in. And it's something mental because they're not walking. So they're hitting their way on base, but they're not knocking anybody in, which is just, I mean, it's its confounding. Thank you, Don, for the phone call. One more before we, uh, uh, we're up against break, and then uh, when we come back, we will talk about what happened on this day 50 years ago on the south side. We'll go to David in Wakanda. Hey, David, you're on ESPN with us. How,
6: how you guys doing? David Spade here. The Sox have their answer. Put Yohan Carter back at second. The guy hit 16 home runs. It's about 260. And let Berger play third. He was a first-round pick. And that's your best option right now since they're not going to spend money. I don't know why LaRusse is stuck on Josh Harrison and these yeah. other guys. You know, you got a base. good
1: point. And I thought they were going to work out Berger at second base, and I haven't really uh, heard anything beyond that. But Berger should be in the lineup every day at this point with what we're looking at.
2: Thanks, David. Yeah, thank that's you, good, David. Thank, yeah, Good suggestion.
1: Yeah, 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 there are options, and Sanchez from AAA is an option too, and we'll see where they go. Uh, we are going to take a break. We'll come back talk about what happened 50 years ago today on the South Side. It's. Uh it's it's a cool story. If if you're not aware of it, we'll run that down. We've got uh, Peggy and Dion coming in after us, and then we get to uh, White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000 at 1:30 with Tyler Rocky. So a lot going on here. Stick with us. We'll be right back here on ESPN 1000.
0: Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000.
1: Like so. Handley and Xander on ESPN 1050 50 years ago today, June 4th, 1972. In the second game of a doubleheader with the Yankees, Sox manager Chuck Tanner wanted a certain someone to be ready to pinch hit if needed. At the moment, you'd have to say that Richie Allen is the best hitter in the
5: American League. I, Frank, you've set up a very dramatic moment in this game. Lyle against Richie Allen. What a battle. The two top men facing each other. The pitch... Going off, Richie Allen being
1: mobbed by his teammates. A dramatic home run, and the White Sox win the ball game five to four. Brian, they didn't even use the word walk off back then, <laughs> did <No>. they? <laughs> Who was on the call there? I don't know. It sounds so old timey. I, I mean, know, fifty years it? ago. Fifty years is fifty years, but. I can kind of remember 1972, so I'm old as well. I mean, but, it wasn't Harry Carey, but there was a holy cow in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, so, so now it was, we know that Harry st- stole that from somebody. I mean,
2: you know, I, yeah. I grew up as a Cubs fan, so I was listening to Vincent Liu back in right. the day. Um, I who, who, uh, am anyway. not that, not totally sure, but the backstory to this, as you well may know, mm-hmm. that
1: Richie Allen or Dick Allen, depending on uh, you know, Harry used to call him Richie Allen. Right at the time he was uh, he was supposed to be ready to pinch hit in the last of the ninth if needed. At the time he was wolfing, do- wolfing down a chili dog yeah. uh, since he had played in the first game he was hungry. So he's sitting out the nightcap and was hungry. He quickly had to put on a uniform, getting the last of the chili dog all over the top of it. So with a stain on his uniform, he he got up to bat and uh, he hit that home run. A legendary, he used legendary to smoke in the story. Dugout. Yes, I he mean, did. Used
2: to have a you know. A cigarette oh, on ball. Sports Illustrated,
1: there was a cover yeah. of him juggling baseballs with yeah. a cigarette in his mouth.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just it, it. I don't know if he went over to McCutty's and got beers between innings, like you know Babe supposedly did back in the day. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, I'm not sure about the beer, but he definitely had the chili dog, and he he was rushed to finish it and put on a uniform. He got that stain. And he got up to bat and uh, did what they paid him to do. And you at the beginning of that call, he said, you know, at that announcer, whoever that was, said, you know, he is probably the best hitter in the American League. And I just wish, as a youngster, I remember him playing. I wish we had him for uh,
2: longer. Why, why Jake, we didn't keep him? Jake, do, do us a favor. Call down to Tampa and order a, a mess of chili dogs for yes. the Sox clubhouse. I right. got it. Right. Let's See made, if that the works the magic.
1: Now, yeah. are we, yeah. now, Brian, are we going to have to time it? Yeah, you know, to where uh, with these chili dogs are for somebody who comes no. up to pinch hit no, or just no, everybody no. eats them. Just pregame meal. Everybody's just everybody eats dogs. them. I three. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, you know what? Look, you might as well try something because I'm not sure what is going to work at this point. We keep saying, oh, wait, no, we can't say the weather anymore. The injury. No, we can't no. really say the injuries anymore except okay. for T.A. and Aloy. But we've had a couple of callers point out Aloy and Mankata. Are these players that are really going to reach the potential that we've been told about?
2: And, and, you know, we had a Twitter poll question today yes. because the, the, there's a lot of areas that need upgrading. And, Jake, um, I hope Jerry Reinsdorf isn't listening or certainly a T, uh, uh, Tony La Russa yeah. are, are not listening because what were the results of that poll?
1: Yeah, what upgrade do White Sox need most at this moment? Catcher, second baseman, third baseman,
2: manager. Yeah, I, I hope Tony La Russa isn't listening to me right now because manager's at 68.9%. Second base is at... 17.3 and then everything else is at the bottom. Uh you got catcher at nine point nine percent, and then third base at three point nine percent. Now so I want to sorry.
1: I, I want to say I'm in the club of Ya Yasmani is going to catch a gear at some point. He's got uh, to. I oh, look, it's been frustrating as hell. Do not get me wrong. I am not an apologist for him. But he, We saw what happened last year early on. I don't know, his legs or something, his knees, he had issues or something. That's got to come around. But the second base thing is really aggravating because I really thought Han might have stolen Harrison based on what he's done in previous years. That is not the case, and we really should have made a big signing impactful. But how much control does he have? We just don't know, do hey, we? Hey,
2: Mark, if, if that was a radio call, David Spader who just called in, texted me that in 1971-72, uh, yeah. uh, uh, it was Harry Carey and Ralph Voucher. Oh, was it? That? that was a radio call. If it was TV, it was Jack Breeze and Bud Kelly, but there was a holy cow in there. So yeah, okay, it so that,
1: a, it just didn't sound like him. A at young all.
2: Harry Carey. Very,
1: very old-timey baseball. <laughs> all right, so uh, we got to get out of here. Peggy and Dion will follow us, and then at 1.30, uh no, at actually, 12.30, Tatheraki will have... Um, White the Sox uh, 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 White Sox Weekly and then 310 Connor McKnight on the play by play. And we got a uh, White Sox, we got to get a win. So let's get out of here make way for Peggy and Dion coming up next year on ESPN 1000. Brian, we'll talk to you tomorrow. 10
2: a.m. You've been warned.